Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of scarlet fever found under the pediatric section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. An 8-year-old girl presents to the pediatrician's office for a recent illness. She has a sore throat and a diffuse rash that has started to peel. On physical exam, she has a diffuse sandpaper-like rash on her trunk and extremities that spares her palms and soles. The physician also notes circumoral pallor. Concerned about complications of this condition, her physician prescribes a 10-day course of amoxicillin. Let's continue with an introduction to scarlet fever. Clinically, it is defined as acute bacterial infection with diffuse erythematous eruption associated with pharyngitis. Demographically, this occurs in children. Risk factors includes exposure to streptococcus pyogenes or other erythrogenic strains. In terms of the pathogenesis, this is typically due to a delayed type hypersensitivity to strep pyogenes exotoxin A. Conditions that are associated include streptococcal pharyngitis. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms may include a sore throat or a fever. On exam, one may note a strawberry tongue, circumoral pallor, diffuse blanching erythema, a sandpaper-like rash with small papules. This tends to spread from the groin and armpits into the trunks and extremities, but it spares the palms and soles. The rash is followed by desquamation. In terms of further studies, labs may include a rapid streptococcal testing and a throat culture may reveal streptococcal pharyngitis. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about Kawasaki disease with distinguishing factors being that this will present with a hand and foot rash, a prolonged fever, conjunctival injection, and there will be no association with streptococcal pharyngitis. Also think about staphylococcal scalded skin syndrome, with distinguishing factors being that this will demonstrate a positive Nikolsky sign. And when making the diagnosis, remember that this is based on clinical presentation. In terms of treatment, The management approach is identical to the treatment approach in patients with streptococcal pharyngitis. Additional treatment for the rash is not needed. Medical options include penicillin. This is indicated for all patients, and it helps to prevent acute rheumatic fever. Specific drugs may include penicillin V or amoxicillin. Alternatives to penicillin are indicated for patients with penicillin allergies and will also help to prevent acute rheumatic fever. Specific drugs may include cephalosporins, clindamycin, and macrolides. Complications related to scarlet fever include acute rheumatic fever and rheumatic heart disease. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that the rash usually fades within a week and that desquamation may last several weeks. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to scarlet fever, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 12-year-old boy is brought to the emergency department by his mother for a rash. The patient had a sore throat a few days ago with symptoms initially well-controlled with lozenges. However, today he had a rash covering his body, which prompted his presentation. The mother states that she did smear an herbal remedy on the rash with no alleviation in symptoms, and also gave him a single dose of amoxicillin left over from a previous infection. The patient is up to date on his vaccinations and has no past medical conditions. His temperature is 101 degrees Fahrenheit, 
or 38.3 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 102 over 68. Pulse is 97 beats per minute. Respirations are 19 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 99% on room air. Physical exam is notable for a strawberry tongue and a sandpaper-like rash which spares the palms and soles. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are... Choice 1. Infectious mononucleosis. Choice 2. Kawasaki disease. Choice 3. Rheumatic fever. Choice 4. Scarlet fever. Or choice 5. Urticaria. The best answer to this question is... Choice 4. Scarlet fever. This patient is presenting with pharyngitis, followed by a coarse sandpaper-like rash, fever, and a strawberry tongue, which is concerning for a scarlet fever. Scarlet fever is caused by group A streptococcus. It can be present with an initial prodrome of fever, sore throat, nausea, vomiting, and abdominal pain. This can be followed by a rash that is classically described as sandpaper-like, as well as red tonsils covered in exudate, pastia lines, fever, and malaise. This is a clinical diagnosis. However, a rapid strep test or a throat culture could be performed. Treatment is typically penicillin or amoxicillin. Azithromycin is appropriate in penicillin-allergic patients. Let's also discuss why their choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Infectious mononucleosis typically presents with the fever, malaise, posterior cervical lymphadenopathy, and splenomegaly. It is quite possible for this patient to have infectious mononucleosis given the patient received a dose of amoxicillin, which commonly causes a rash. However, the strawberry tongue finding in this patient is an exam finding that would not be seen in this condition. Choice 2. Kawasaki disease typically presents in young Asian children with the crash and burn symptoms. This stands for conjunctivitis, rash, adenopathy, strawberry tongue, hand swelling and rash, and a fever. This patient's rash and strawberry tongue after presumed streptococcal pharyngitis makes this a possible but less likely diagnosis. Choice 3. Rheumatic fever presents with the Jones criteria. This stands for joints or arthralgias, carditis, nodules, erythema marginatum, and Sydenham's chorea. It is also preceded by a streptococcal infection. Choice 5. Urticaria or hives present with the raised and pruritic rash after exposure to a certain antigen. This patient's coarse rash after presumed streptococcal pharyngitis infection is not consistent, though this is certainly in the differential given this patient took amoxicillin, to which many individuals have an allergy, and had an herbal remedy applied to the rash. Finally, a bullet summary. Scarlet fever presents after a streptococcus infection with a fever, a sandpaper-like rash, and a strawberry tongue. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. You see a six-year-old boy in clinic who presents with several days of fever and a sore throat. On physical exam, he is febrile to 38.5 degrees Celsius, with all other vital signs within normal limits. His physical exam is notable for a bright red tongue, gray-white tonsillar exudates, a blanching erythematous sandpaper-like rash on his trunk, and circumoral pallor. Upon further review of his medical history, you note that he has an allergy to penicillin, described as an itchy red rash on the trunk and arms by the patient's mother. 
what would be the most appropriate treatment of choice for this condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Penicillin after desensitization Choice 2. Ceftriaxone Choice 3. Trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole Choice 4. Cephalexin Or Choice 5. Ciprofloxacin The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Cephalexin. This patient has scarlet fever, for which the treatment of choice is penicillin. However, given the patient's previous reaction to penicillin administration, he should be treated with cephalexin, which is a first-generation cephalosporin. Scarlet fever is caused by infection with group A streptococcus strains that produce erythrogenic exotoxins. Patients typically present with fever and exudative pharyngitis an erythematous sandpaper-like rash that classically starts on the neck and spreads to the trunk and face with circumoral pallor and strawberry tongue. Untreated scarlet fever may progress to cause purulent sinusitis, otitis media, or retropharyngeal or peritonsillar abscesses. Post-infectious sequelae include acute rheumatic fever and post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis. Treatment of scarlet fever helps reduce the incidence of post-infectious complications. Patients with severe penicillin allergies, such as anaphylaxis or respiratory symptoms, should be treated with erythromycin or clindamycin to avoid the 10% cross-reactivity that does occur between penicillin and cephalosporins. The publication by Hayes and Williamson reviews the management of group A streptococcus pharyngitis. They note that oral penicillin remains the preferred antibiotic for these infections. However, Patients with significant allergies often require alternative treatments. The publication by Zort et al. conducted a randomized trial of penicillin treatment duration. Neither 3 nor 7 days of penicillin treatment had an effect on duration of symptoms. However, penicillin treatment appeared to reduce the incidence of streptococcal sequelae. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. The patient should not be desensitized to penicillin. Cephalexin is the recommended treatment of choice for penicillin-allergic patients. Choice 2. Ceftriaxone, a third-generation cephalosporin, has a broad spectrum of activity and would not be the antibiotic of choice for this patient. Choice 3. Trimethoprim sulfamethoxazole would not be the antibiotic of choice for this patient. Choice 5. Ciprofloxacin, a fluoroquinolone, would not be the antibiotic of choice for this patient. Fluoroquinolones are rarely used in pediatric patients due to concern for tendinopathy. That's all for this review about scarlet fever. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.